Father, the fires are burning all around us. We know that a fire does not burn. A building does not crumble without your permission. I pray, Father, that we will be faithful to do our part in accordance with your holy will despite any chaos that your people must endure through for your name's sake and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you. I got a card in the mail from a brother and sister in Christ that says, thank you for teaching sound biblical doctrine straight from Scripture. Keep up the good fight. And know you have two faithful followers of Christ listening and praying with you and for you. God bless you and Lynn, your brother and sister in Christ. They sign with a update to their yearly subscription. And I just want to say thank you. I'm very encouraged by your prayers, uh, your love, and your kindness. Uh, may God continue to use Gospilled for his honor and for his glory and the edification of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Because we must seek our God in these days to show people the way. If we do not tell them, who will? So thank you to all who pray for this work and who share it wherever they can. And speaking of the way, this brings us to the title of today's episode, Building on Fire, number 276, which I will begin with a question. If a building is on fire, do you attempt to save the building first, or do you show the people inside the way of escape? I'm here to tell you, America is this building, and Jesus is the escape. And as for the fire, only Christ alone can extinguish it. Now you understand the difference between America first and Christ first. Now you understand why I am Christ first. Jurgen Angab had replied uh, to this and says, I don't know, brother. There's a parable of the talents, and the one who did nothing with what the Lord had given him was scolded. It seems clear God did indeed shed his grace on our nation. Perhaps to honor the risks taken by believers to establish a land that would be free to worship him. And yes, our nation has turned away from God and is no longer noble. But we Christians should not, in my view, simply coward to evil overtaking our land. We should go down swinging, winning the arena of ideas, beliefs, and ideals as laid out by God. So what if we end up being hated? It may be God's will that only a few will hear and that will suffice. But our silence says to the harvest, our beliefs are of little value and importance. So go ahead and do what you will. No, I reject that and believe that it is consistent with God's teachings. I don't get caught up on the labels and terms such as Christian nationalism. Conversely, I won't turn and be silent in the face of evil and simply read my Bible. Uh, my view only, God bless you. Well, let me start with that last sentence in that you will not be silent in the face of evil and simply read your Bible. Well, we know it's biblical to not just be hearers only, but to be doers of the word. And none of what I stated implies being silent in the face of evil. As a matter of fact, it takes a lot of courage and boldness uh, to preach the gospel and to show people the way of escape 
despite the danger that you or I may face in doing so. So I am talking about a whole lot more than just reading the Bible and the scripture does as well. I will also state that trusting in Christ alone is not doing nothing. Trusting in Christ alone is doing everything by faith, that is. Jurgen replied, he says, well, when you write as for the fire, only Jesus can extinguish it. That doesn't come across as leave it be, just remain faithful. He continues, my apologies if I misconstrued that, but I was compelled to say no. We Christians should never provide a clear path for evil to expand. I believe we should fight for his kingdom in all corners of society, and if we are hated for it, frankly, I do not care. I wish this was a common thing coming out of our churches each week. Perhaps I should understand your discernment better because it does often come across as how I originally interpreted your writings, and you are saying that is not accurate. Thank you for responding. I need to get this right for the sake of my family at the very least. God bless. Well, may God's blessing and peace be upon you as well, Jurgen. The point is, if God unleashes the evil, we cannot stop it. It's a fire that cannot be put out by you or I. But what we can do is show others the way of escape. This we are commanded to do. Jurgen says, okay, that is quite different than how I initially construed your comment. Thank you for making that point more clearly. So we are essentially on the same view as I now understand it. We can walk by faith and lead at the same time. And yes, we are on the same sheet of music, uh, Jurgen, uh, with that statement because we know that faith that is a gift from God believes, repents, and it works. It's not just a hearer, it is a doer as well. So I did appreciate this exchange with respectful brother in Christ, uh, Jurgen. And I'm going to con- open this public discussion on gospel.com, andrewhorville.substack.com. Either one of those will get you there. And so you can uh, chime in. I'm going to post some threads as I read through our scheduled reading in the morning. And you can comment just as Jurgen did on Gab, now you can do that directly on gospel.com, which I actually prefer because I'm going to focus much of my time on uh, this uh, gospel.com, my Substack page, and then just post the links uh, to the various uh, platforms that I'm on to include Twitter, Facebook, and Gab. And I will say this, I pray that all of our discussions would be respectful and done with thanksgiving as we pray for one another in accordance with our psalm today in Psalm 95, 1-3. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is great. He's a great God, this verse says, and a great king above all gods. I want you to remember that, verse 3, a great king above all gods, because we're going to revisit that here in a moment. And with that being said, may our discussion also be completely backed by the Word of God. And that brings us, first of all, to the book of Daniel, chapter 10 and verse 21. But I will show thee that which is noted in the Scripture of truth. 
And there is none that hold it with me in these things but Michael, your prince. Now, there are many who attempt to take the credit of not only of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, thinking that they're going to do something. You'll hear a lot of eyes and wees as it pertains to who they're trusting in, but they will also ignorantly uh, uh, take credit uh, concerning the work of God, for even from angels. This should not be so. Now, we have a similar mission in that we point others to the Scripture, just as this angel did to Daniel. However, the angels even have a greater purpose in that they are responsible in the spiritual realm to ensure that the Word of God is preserved, the Scripture of truth. Now, this is the, the same objective truth that is continually attacked by the subjectivity of the unseen and the seen worlds. This guardianship is not only upon the Word of God, it extends to the elect through Christ, through these ministers called angels. And he has commissioned of those on our behalf, such as even Michael, who's not the Prince, capital P, but he is a Prince, lower P, as we see in this passage. But getting back to the problem, the problem is that too many are giving credit where credit doesn't belong and vice versa. Calling people firefighters when they need to be shown the way of escape instead. Such as those who even call themselves Israel, but are not the Israel of God that we read about in Romans 9, 6, not as though the word of God have taken none effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. And this is a very important uh, distinction that you have to be able to make when we read 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 13. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. You have to understand who these people are. These people are the faith seed of Abraham. We will not be forsaken. These are the elect, the church. Old and new errors. Old and new testaments. These are those who are in Christ the Messiah by faith. The remnant of life. But then on the flip side of this, we have the remnant of death. These are those who say they are Israel, but are not Israel, as Paul wrote to the Romans as he attempted to make this distinction clear that I'm trying to make to you today concerning the faith seed of Abraham and the physical seed of Abraham. Now, clearly, the physical seed was chosen uh, to be the vehicle that brought Christ into the world. We know this. They even put an inscription, King of the Jews. Yet, there are those within this vehicle that are not chosen in Christ. We know this. We know this. You, you cannot deny this. And of course, yes, there are some who are of the physical seed, who are also of the faith seed. They started the church. Uh, many of who are the physical descendants of Abraham became the faith seed of Abraham through faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. Now, if you jump over to 2 Kings 21.14, it says, And I will forsake the remnant of my inheritance and deliver them into the hand 
of their enemies, and they shall become a prey and a spoil to all their enemies. And it's here that we see the remnant of death. The remnant of death. And it's this remnant of death that I see poking its head up everywhere uh, today. Henrik Palgren on Twitter had posted a few screenshots of a new movie from Marvel, a Captain America movie with the subtitle New World Order. And I guess featured in this movie is an Israeli superhero named Sabra who has a star of David on her chest. And he says, yikes. This was Henrik Palmgren, a tweet that he had posted, and he has the screenshots. And then he also has a screenshot from a tweet from Stand With Us. And Stand With Us on Twitter says, fantastic news. Marvel Studios revealed that acclaimed Israeli actress Shira Haas will join the Marvel Cinematic Universe playing an Israeli superhero Sabra in the newest Captain America movie. Mazal Tov, Shira. We are so proud. And they have the Israeli flag emoji with a screenshot of this actress and her superhero character. And the title that it says acclaimed Israeli actress Shira Haas to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Israeli superhero. You can find that tweet on Twitter or on my Substack page. One of the comments uh, to this news was done by, I don't know, it just has a bunch of characters. Bellet underscore series says, I'm just saying that putting the first Jewish superhero in in a movie titled New World Order isn't exactly the brightest move. <laughs> this was respo- in response to a tweet by Discussing Film that says Shira Haas has been cast as Israeli superhero in Sabra and Captain America New World Order. Culture Wars Media responded to this and said, no way. At least they're being honest. LOL. So here we see, my friends, a building that's on fire. And instead of showing the people the way of escape through Jesus Christ, many of them are throwing them firemen badges, making them superheroes. God help us. On September 25th, I came across an RT tweet of a picture of Orthodox uh, Jewish who actually oppose Zionism, the state of Israel. In this tweet, there's a protest of Orthodox Jewish people, and they're holding signs. One reads, read the Talmud. Jews in exile are forbidden to have their own state. And it looks like a few of, other, few of these other signs, which are hard to see in this picture, are echoing this statement. But the RT post says Orthodox Jews decry Israeli politics as Prime Minister Lapid takes part in UN General Assembly. I seen this post and I I thought about uh, the remnant that will come from the remnant uh, called the 144,000. I wonder if some of this number will come from this group of people who oppose Zionism. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And then I come across a funny but not funny couple of tweets from an Ar- Arthur at This Is Our England. 
And all I can say is you know if you know. But in the first tweet, he has a, a Jewish man who's leaning over to him and speaking into Putin's ear, and he says, tell him it was the Anglo-Saxons. I think they're talking about the the recent gas line that was blown up. And then in the second one, you see him in his conference room with, with two Jewish men on either side of the table, and he's looking at him, and, he, and, and the caption reads, and then I told him it was the Anglo-Saxons. Like I said, funny but not funny. And if you know, you know. Anomaly on Twitter had posted today, uh, three points. See the creepiest and cringest tweet of the day. Number two, find their Wikipedia. Number three, go to early life section. And then he says, almost always the same results as someone intrigued by patterns. No hate here. It's just truly is fascinating, he says. It really is fascinating because it just shows that the Bible is true. And if you go to the book of Genesis and you understand uh, when we read concerning Jacob and Esau, you will understand all of what we just talked about. And speaking of Genesis, I came across another interesting topic today that I hope to be able to, Lord willing, revisit when we do get back into Genesis and that was a, a tweet by a Fazal Fuzz Reina. And he says, I figured this was going to happen eventually. I have long admired the work of Pabo and his collaborators. He has changed paleoanthropology, if I'm saying that word correct. And he says, and yes, his work has forced me to rethink aspects of our human origins creation model. And I guess he is a Nobel uh, Prize winner for unlocking the secrets of Neanderthal DNA. Uh, the AP News article that he's referencing it states that Swedish scientist Savante Pabo won the Nobel Prize in Medicine Monday for his discoveries on human evolution that provided key insights into our immune systems and what it makes us unique compared with our extinct cousins, the awards panel said. And this was just dated October 3rd. And so I, I started doing a little bit of research on it. I want to do more. But it looks like Answers in Genesis has long advocated for a shared ancestry with the Neanderthals and Denisovans. And that they weren't some sort of separate human species, but that they were indeed a part of our ancestry and they say in conclusion of neanderthals our worthy ancestors there's an article which is actually a chapter from a book at the end of this chapter they state in conclusion the evidence strongly indicates that those who do not believe the literal history in genesis need to rethink their attitude towards the neanderthals all that we could reasonably expect from DNA sequencing the fossils and the archaeological record supports the full humanity of the Neanderthals, our worthy ancestors. And this is a thesis and a belief that this Fazel Fuz Rana didn't always believe. And I guess he's coming to the conclusion that we have an, a shared ancestry. So anyways, interesting Something that I would like to study a little bit more. Now, you can have some of these things that we've talked today wrong. 
Now, what you don't want to get wrong is uh, the, the great commandment to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Because it's when you begin to uh, uh, love yourself more than God and your neighbor uh, that you will be finding yourself bowing before political gods that want you to do exactly that. And then you will be encouraged or think you were encouraged by victories from these political gods that we read about in Judges chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their god and to rejoice. For they said our god had delivered Samson our enemy into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Our God hath delivered into our hands our enemies and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. So here they were getting revenge, and they did get the upper hand. At least they thought they were getting the upper hand. So the question that I pose today, are battles won by political gods, should they be called victories? And I'll say no. We read in verse 28, And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. So here we see that God always has a plan and will always be victorious. In case of these political gods in Samson, this victory was twofold in judgment as evil was punished on both sides. Because we know where vengeance belongs. So here we see a, a judge and a man who was on the side of the Lord and then a people who were not on the side of the Lord. Which brings us to 1 Peter 4.17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And I'll tell you this, my friends. Uh, before... Anyone wants to judge Samson uh, for his weakness with women, they might want to get rid of the porn first. Listen to this clip from 21 Studios on YouTube entitled, How Israel Conquered Palestine Without Firing a Single Shot. If we're wanting to win back women, win back our families, win back our country, we've got to stop giving our sex away. We're slaves to it. And it's not just with women, it's also with pornography. Stop watching porn. According to Libido Dominandi, E. Michael Jones states that when the Israelis wanted to take over Palestine, one of the very first things that they did when they came in was they littered the entire cities with pornographic material. Papers, magazines, pornography. Then the next thing they did is they went in and they took over three of the four television stations and broadcast pornography 24 hours a day. So these people were on lockdown, right? And this was back in the, what, 1980s? And they were forced to stay home and stare at a screen that they would be hopefully getting news from, but instead porn. Think about 2020 lockdowns and Pornhub. There's a reason why, because you make the men very weak you make them very passive, you corrupt the women, you destroy the culture. They don't need to use bombs and bullets. Psalm 95. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. 
The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is the people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. I pray that this episode of Gospeled was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.